Welcome to the Part-Time Money Podcast. My name is Philip Taylor with ptmoney.com. Today I have the privilege of interviewing Mr. Max Valverde. Is that how you say it, Max? Yep. Max is the founder of Morninghead, which is described as the cure for bedhead, but I'll let him describe it further for you. Uh, Max still maintains his full-time job uh, while selling Morninghead online, and I know he had a big successful Kickstarter campaign last year, so I'm looking forward to talking to him about that, about his product, and about how he manages all this. Uh, while keeping a full-time job. So welcome to the podcast, Max. Thank you very much. Uh, looking forward to doing it. Awesome. Uh, why'd, you, why'd you get started doing this? Why'd you want to make do something on the side like this? Well, you know, I've always kind of been entrepreneurial, um, I'd say for the past 10 years or so. Um, in college, a friend referred me to um, the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I was all about kind of, you know, getting assets above expenses. So I've been you know, my wife and I have been extra frugal over the last few years and also having this kind of entrepreneurial gene, always kind of to, wanted to start something, have lists of ideas. Um, finally, last year, I was just like, you know, let's just act on one of these. I started reviewing some of them. And uh, the, the issue of bedhead has always been kind of something that plagued me. Um, so I shower at night typically um, after, you know, mountain biking or working out or rock climbing or whatever. And then the following morning, it's kind of that kind of stressful five seconds of, all right, am I taking another shower, even though I I showered like nine hours ago? Or am I going to wet my hair in the sink and make a mess everywhere? You know, wife gets all mad. There's water everywhere. I don't really like it. Um, There was really no good solution. So I, I, you know, I pinged a bunch of friends. They were feeling the same kind of pain. So I thought, hey, it might have some legs. Uh, Got the, developed the product. Um, got my hands on like a handful of them, send them out to friends, had them test them, did some surveys, and then someone suggested throwing it on Kickstarter. Um, and so I threw it on Kickstarter, didn't tell any friends I did that, filmed up the video in, say, four hours or so. And just to kind of see, you know, like it worked for me, it worked for my friends, everyone kind of liked it, but it's such a kind of paradigm shift with respect to personal hygiene and didn't know if you know, the world was ready for morning head. Um, <laughs> so, so we, you know, got threw it up on Kickstarter and, um, threw it on Reddit and it was just got, you know, adopted pretty quickly. And, you know, a short 30 days later, morning head was a thing and it was successfully funded. And now it's a somewhat thriving little entity on the side that, you know, my wife will send out orders, um, in the morning, I'll maybe film up a video every other weekend or so. Um, but you know, it's, it's like one of those things where I heard someone say one time that, you know, in order, order to be an entrepreneur, you got to be able to put in, you know, 80 hours a week, 90 hours a week. I'm working 40 hours, 45 hours, at most 50 hours a week with my day job uh, as an engineer. And if, you know, if I'm not willing to put in that extra 30 hours a week at night or on the weekends, then you know, I'm all talk and it's um, now is on, I have about, you know, another, you know, 25 minutes or so, um, you know, we find time, you know, so that's kind of the long and short of it where we are now. Gotcha. That's, that's an awesome story. Uh, I definitely want to get into the Kickstarter part of that. And also the product development part of that, because this is a physical product, and I don't often talk to a lot of people who are in the physical product space. So uh, it'll be interesting to hear how you actually developed it. Uh, but just 
for clarification for folks who are listening, what does bedhead actually, or what does morning head actually do? All right. So morning head is, you know, it's a, it, it looks like a regular kind of shower cap, but on the inside, um, I don't know if the, this will come through. There's this super absorbent kind of cloth material. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically what you do is you add a little water to it, uh, put it on your head and you know, your hair is completely wet as if you just got out of the shower. So, um, if you want, I could do a quick little demonstration here. But well, if we were rolling video, I totally would have you do it. But okay. I don't think it's this. Yeah. So basically, it's a shower cap that has this almost like a sham wow type material on the inside. Okay. And it, it absorbs water, you know, kind of in a in a crazy kind of way. Um, it can hold, you know, six or seven times its weight in water. And then you just put the cap on your head, rub it around for a few seconds, and all that water gets absorbed into your head. And, you know, you don't get water dripping down your neck, so yeah. um, it just wets your hair, so you, you're basically at the point when you've dried off after the shower. So you have this kind of wet hair that you can style however you normally would. Yeah, yeah. I can totally relate. I mean, we've all been there with a towel around our neck trying to throw water on our head. And, uh, yeah, I can totally relate to the, the concept of do I jump back in the shower and, and do that or just, you know throw the water on there. So I get it. The product, I mean, it, it makes so much sense. And when I saw the Kickstarter campaign, I was like, yes, that's, that is totally a useful product. So, and obviously you're seeing success through that. Now, uh, it's one thing to say, this is an idea, but then to actually have a physical product in your hand. So how did you take it from that idea to, you know, figuring out how to build, build this thing? Well, so, you know, I just one day I was like, oh, well, I'm going to figure this out. So I was trying with different acrylic hats, um, you know, like regular winter hats. I was using, putting towels inside of baseball caps, just trying all these different things. Um, and then I kind of, you know, got, started talking with someone in the medical device, in, you know, industry. And there was a somewhat similar product being used in a, in a completely different way. Uh, was able to just kind of you know, basically what, what I've found is you never really know until you start talking with people, start asking people. So if I had really stayed in my own little vacuum and tried to make this um, completely by myself, you know, it would probably take six months and, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. Um, just started going out there talking with people. Hey, does some, you know, is there a product that we can use? Is there something, you know, is there a material that maybe already exists? Um, don't want to get in too depth with, you know, into too much depth with the, uh, you know, because it's somewhat proprietary, but basically got in touch with some people who, you know, are making shower caps. Got in touch with some people who, you know, can make this super um, uh, absorbent material. Right. And just kind of, you know, started talking with different different manufacturers and then got a prototype made up. Um, okay. So, I mean, in terms of, you know, other product ideas, maybe for, for some of your listeners, because um, I worked for a manufacturer as well. A good way to get products made is to kind of know what you're looking for. So, um, if you, for example, if you're making, you know, I'll just use an example like a coffee mug that's for rock climbers that has a little rock climbing grip on, on the side of it. Um, you know, you'd send out an, a request for quotation out to a bunch of different manufacturers and with a really tight set of specifications. I'm looking for a coffee mug, somewhat similar to the, the mug in this, um, you know, in this photo. It needs to have these types of specifications. Um, I would like to have a, a circular hole cut in this little location and, you know, these special 
you know, crimp, crimps here. Also using manufacturing language such as, you know, please give us minimum order quantities, um, volume discounts from 1,000 to 5,000 to 100,000 units. Make yourself seem bigger than you are. You can oftentimes talk with these big manufacturers and get things made hmm. and get a, get a prototype sent out to you, maybe even with no overhead. If you can, if you can wow. really show the value and say, listen, we're going to be, we know what we're doing, you know, the demand is there. We just need to par- partner with a supplier that's ready to work with us. Yeah. Oftentimes you can get, with some of, some of these other ideas I've worked on, you can get prototypes made up. Um, or at least the raw materials for prototypes made up. For free, essentially. For free. Yeah. And then you can do a Kickstarter, and through your initial dealings with the manufacturer, you can figure out exactly what your minimum order quantity is, and they may say, hey, it's it's 10000 bucks, or it's, it's $50,000 to to get this made up, but we'll make you one for free, or we'll, we'll make you one for 500 bucks, but in order to get the volume discounts you need to be profitable, you got to order 10,000 and that'll set your Kickstarter um, crowd, crowdfunding number. And you can say, Hey, we need, here's our one prototype for the Kickstarter video, but we need $50,000 to launch this thing. So, so what was that number they came back to you with? Um, for me, it was, it was, it wasn't that much. I mean, it was around a thousand dollars. So, okay. Okay. Um, so you had that and then and then let's transition over to Kickstarter. So tell everyone what Kickstarter is and why you chose that. Okay, so Kickstarter is my favorite thing in the whole world now. I <laughs> I absolutely love Kickstarter. Um, Indiegogo is another crowdfunding website, um, but uh, that's up and coming. But what Kickstarter is is you set a dollar amount. Um, in the case of Morninghead, it was one thousand um, dollars, and it's the money that you need to do what you want to do with some sort of a design product or project. So it can have anything to do with design, art. So it can be a, a video you want to make, you know, a movie, a cartoon. It can be a product that you're designing. So basically you set a dollar amount anywhere from $1,000 up to a million dollars and say, I need X number of dollars to be able to manufacture this, to be able to fulfill this product idea. Um, will you pre-order this or back this product for any number of uh, any monetary value so it can be $1 up to you know $5,000 um, you know backing now those backings are technically not purchases they right. are simply backing and then you can give them um, whatever you want as a reward the reward can be a letter saying thank you for that $5 backing it can be an email it can be a product once that product is, is done. So for Morninghead, we set, um, you know, from zero to five dollars was just a thank you, you know, an email. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. From one to five dollars, we said we'd send you a sticker, Morninghead sticker. From if you are for ten dollars, that would be a two pack. Um, and that's actually what we ended up having as our purchase price. So it was, it was actually a pre order. Um, and then there was a five pack and a, and a 15 pack. So those were simply pre-orders. And, and the reason I love Kickstarter is that we didn't have that inventory yet. We had a, one or two of these things to film the video up. Um, we hit our, hit our goal and then we basically had all these orders and it's not when you work with MasterCard Visa and you, you work with payment processing, it's illegal to sell product when you don't have inventory. Um, so you, 
from my understanding of the interchange rates of MasterCard Visa. So Kickstarter, because you're not actually buying something, is a really beautiful thing for the manufacturer, for the up-and-coming startup, for the person who wants to sell the knit beard things. Those, like, cool things. So, I mean, anyone who wants to start a little thing, throw something up on Kickstarter, and you really don't need to drop that $50,000 before you know if it's a good idea. So not only was it pre-order, and these were cool sales for us, it was a way to vet the job with, I mean, vet the project with zero money. And it helped market the product, right? Definitely. So so talk about that. How, How, what did you do special with... I mean, obviously, you could just throw up some text and say, here's our product, here's a picture of it. Uh, but you did something cool. You put a video up, and I think was appropriate for your product. And it was a, a pretty it was a pretty viral video, and then it was sort of snarky. And obviously, you chose the name Morning Head, so you're going to be able to roll off of that and get a lot of attention. Um, but maybe just talk about that and what, what you did special with the marketing using using Kickstarter and then how you went to Reddit and things like that. Yeah, so what, what I did is I... Again, I did this video in about four hours, so I knew what the general message was, um, but I wanted to kind of see um, what had been successful on Kickstarter. So I looked at some comparable products. Just off the top of my head, I remember the $50 follow focus was hot then. Um, There was uh, this woman selling, um, like, biochemies. They're like these uh, stuffed animals that are like... uh, you know, molecules or something. Mm-hmm. And those were two similar priced, kind of similar kind of deals. So I looked at those two and a handful of others and really broke them down and actually wrote out all their scripts in a, in a spreadsheet to see what their intro, middle, and end was. And it seemed like it was always first-person video. It was always appealing to the Kickstarter community, um, starting with the problem, talking about the solution, and then an appeal at the end saying, we really need your help. Um, so I tried to, you know, structure it in that same... Um, in that same sort of uh, structure. Um, so I got that video made up. Um, I added a little bit of humor because I'm, I'm a bit of a ham and, you know, have to throw some humor in there. Um, and also, I know from my experience from on Reddit, um, I've been on Reddit for, um, I think, three or four years now. So really comfortable with that community. And I understand that, you know, you have to have a little humor in there to have anything to go even semi-viral. Made the video up, didn't tell any friends or family about it, with the exception of my wife, um, just because I didn't want any uh, patronization from friends, um, just kind of feeling sorry for me and and backing my products. um, Just put it up on Reddit, appeal to the community. Um, The thing with Reddit is Redditors hate non-Redditors or people trying to market with them them and like use them. They don't want to feel used, so I structured the Reddit post like, Hey guys, I'm one of you. It's been a long time coming. You know, here's here's Morning Head. What do you think? Um, you know, another one was just kind of forget what the other posts were, but use the Reddit community to help make it basically kickstart the Kickstarter. So the Reddit community, I think it was on the subreddit gadgets or the subreddit uh, Shut Up and Take My Money. Those happened in the first day or two. Um, and that hit it to a thousand dollars in in like tw- twenty four or thirty six hours. So immediately it had met its goal. Uh, the Reddit post kind of died off. The Reddit traffic died off. But then from there, the Kickstarter community kicked in, and I didn't realize how powerful the Kickstarter community itself would be. Um, um, after the project, 
project was already funded, it could be found through just because it was right up to the thousand dollar minimum. It could be found through um, Boston, or it could be found through successfully funded product projects. So people were finding it in Kickstarter, and then Kickstarter took over, and then took it up to whatever it ended at. Um, I think five or six times the the goal. Um, right. But yeah, that's pretty much all I did was just the, the video and then posting it to Reddit and, and the rest kind of, I didn't have to market it, um, much at all. Okay. And, and that's, um, we're breaking up a little bit, so I'll kind of let it catch up, but hopefully, uh, another recording can hear me, but, um, talk about, uh, maybe making the transition from the success of Kickstarter then into sort of ongoing sales and ongoing marketing of the product you know how have you sort of leveraged that and or are you doing more things or is has that been enough to sort of sustain it and continue to drive it well there um that's a great question um because there is this dark place after kickstarter ends that i've identified with a lot of other uh, kickstarters um there's been a, a bunch of popping up outgrowed up is a great um, great website. Um, there's uh, kicked goods crowd. Uh, um, a handful of aggregators that are trying to be that light at the end of the tunnel um, after Kickstarter ends um, because orders went from I think this is ballpark maybe after the initial rush of maybe a hundred orders in that first couple days we were getting probably a t- ten or orders a day while it was on Kickstarter. And then after so it really kind of fell off. Um, and so those those companies tried to kind of be that marketplace. Um, none of them are really, you know, going super crazy, so it'll be interesting to see who kind of takes takes the lead there, who takes over. I got gotcha. you. Um, uh, but basically in the last few months, starting in December, we got uh, pretty lucky with uh, getting it up on TV um, through some, some interesting relationships, um, getting it on uh, television in, in Phoenix and San Diego on a television commercial. So we've been running a 30-second spot in Phoenix and San Diego for the last uh, three months now. Oh, nice. So you're spending some money there. Funny enough, um, don't ask me how we got this deal, but we have it's on a per-inquiry um, commission deal. So, oh, nice. So we're partnered with the broadcast company, and they're getting a, a large large cut of, of every order. Um, so this is probably a good time to talk about the name. Uh, obviously the name would have an appeal to the consumer, but then, uh, trying to work with an work with a, a broadcast company like this, or, um, was that a turnoff for, for them or, or, or has that been a roadblock? Strangely enough, it hasn't. Okay. Um, I will get an errant email once a month, um, from probably some, someone who, uh, I'm not going to speculate on, on what type of person it is, but <laughs> Someone who is thinks that I am, you know, hurting the world with the name. Um, my thoughts on the name are that the innuendo is is subtle enough that it goes over a lot of people's heads. Yeah. Uh, 
a lot of people don't even notice it. And then if you do notice it, then you're probably not going to be offended by it. So it's a very, <laughs> I'd say 65% of people get the innuendo. Um, maybe 30% of people don't get it. And then 5% get it and are offended by it. So gotcha. it's a very small percentage of people that take, okay. a, take exception to the name. Um, but that, you know, one of, for example, one of the Kickstarter response, um, backers send a, a, response and kind of saying, you know, great product, love it. You know, I use it every day, but, uh, you know, don't cheapen your product with, you know, these, uh, you know, silly name, you know, uh, this lowbrow humor. Um, so I really have kind of backed off on the innuendo a bit. Right. Uh, All right. Uh, would you mind not sharing video, uh, Max yeah. going forward? Cause I think we're starting to slow down a little bit. Sure. Um, so good stuff so far. I sort of missed. Uh, we have break, got, went in and out there a little bit. What are orders at today? So today orders are about. Um, we're getting about. I'd say it fell off in the last few weeks, but probably about five to ten orders a day. Okay. So um, pretty decent. In January, we did about I think three thousand dollars revenue. Um, we're on on target to maybe. Uh, the goal, I would love to hit $50,000 revenue um, in, in 20, 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to do 10 times that. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's really kind of streaky. It depends on we're probably going to do a marketing spend with Hulu um, in the next uh, week or two. Oh, nice. So that should be nice. Um, still trying to pick out which market to, to target with that. But that would be a full, full-on paid, paid deal. Okay. But excited about that. So investing some of the profits then there. Yeah, we're putting everything back into it, um, pretty much. Just trying to turn this into a self-sufficient kind of deal. Uh-huh. Eventually, you know, outsource all the shipping to a fulfillment center. Uh, I'm sure my wife's getting a little bit tired of of shipping the orders. She, she wanted to take part. She wanted to uh, be a you know uh, a big part of it. So she's actually handling all social media and and, and shipping. So it's uh, okay. Been a huge help. So that's allowed you to stay at your your job then. Yeah. So it really doesn't. Other than a, you know an interview here or there, I mean the day to day is really not that. We're not pushing super hard on it. I'll push at night. You know maybe do some. Um, you know look at some advertising opportunities. You know look at some PR stuff at night. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it, it's not a super demanding thing. I mean, uh, my wife's a a night shift nurse. So she has a lot of time during the day sometimes. So, you know, her putting together 10 orders is not a big deal for her gotcha. um, on a daily basis. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, in terms of you, you guys said you sort of have lived frugally so far. So this three the extra 3000, well, that's revenue, but, um, you know, you, the take home from this has got to be helping out financially. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, but like you said, you, you, you're choosing right now to, to, uh, reinvest. Right. We're reinvesting all of it pretty much back in. Um, but if we were to just kind of say, Hey, you know, it's, it is where it is. We're kind of cool with it now. Um, you know, that, that definitely would be nice. Um, Pay your mortgage. Is, we, we're not at a point yet where we're kind of happy with, uh, with sales and eventually we'll get it to a point where we can maybe put it on autopilot. Um, outsource it to a fulfillment center, and it's right. kind of a nice little beast that runs itself. All right, nice. Um, now, 
Have you done any research into sort of being able to gauge whether you have a bigger market for it? Um, or is that you just your gut feeling at this point? I mean, not really. the The gut feeling is just that you know because we you know we've had it on. You know, honestly, it's the future is really kind of we have no real no real idea about it. The thing is, it's it's such a a different thing than what people are actually doing in the mornings with mm-hmm. their hair that it's not something that's just a lateral move it's almost like a, a, a complete 180 from how people are doing their hair mm-hmm. so um it's not going to be that overnight thing unless maybe it gets picked up by that's that's the whole point behind the name that maybe it gets picked up by uh you know kimmel or jimmy fallon or conan or something in their monologue where they, they make fun of it or something right um that could give it a bit of a, a push. Yeah. But the thing is, it's. I originally thought that, hey, it's a funny, quirky thing. Maybe people will have use for it. Um, it works for me, but I just didn't think that people would really get behind it. But we probably have, if I had to estimate, probably around, uh, I'd say, 2,000 users right now. Okay. And we have a full money-back guarantee. We've never had one sent back. We really haven't had anyone complaining about the product's use. We only have people writing in pretty much, you know, weekly, saying how it's changed their mornings. They can't live without it. Um, awesome. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people in high places. You know, we're not talking. You know, I thought it was going to be college kids. It's like bankers, you know, engineers, mm-hmm. investment bankers, like all kinds of, you know, business professionals using this on a daily basis. So it's. Um, definitely has some legs it's just a matter of how we get there that's awesome well best of luck to you going forward um let's see what else uh taking up a lot of your time today so i appreciate you talking about the you know developing the product and you know how to work within kickstarter um and then obviously we've talked a little bit about marketing going forward um any other thing that i forgot to mention or ask about no i think that'll i think that's that's about it i mean so how's can, how can uh, the guys out there get Morning Head? Well, get Morning Head. I mean, you know the the line at the end of our thing, you ask your girlfriend or wife um, to give you Morning Head. <laughs> and when she slaps you, just, just direct her to morninghead.com. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek name, but I, <laughs> I, I always wanted to do a video where we uh, you know, showed that, asking for Morning Head. It's kind of like an excuse to see, if, to see how far you can go with it. And, right. and then... Uh, you know, whenever you get the door slammed in your face, you just direct on to morninghead.com. But yeah, morninghead.com is where it's at. Um, and we ship pretty much same day or next day and uh, via USPS. So depending on where you are in the country, it's, you know, with you, you know, within a week. All right. Very good. Well, thanks so much, Max, for being on with me. And uh, best of luck in the future, man. All right. Thanks, Philip. It's been a pleasure. I'd like to keep in touch.